Uh, we welcome today Dale Schreiner. He's the organizer of the Lancaster APA tournament. Of course, Lancaster is the uh, spiritual and former physical home of the APA game company. Dale, welcome. Thank you for your time today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to be on this, this show. So, so tell us the requisite question. Tell us about your Apple life. How did you start in the game? Well, I'm pretty recent to the game. I started playing about uh, where I bought my first set. Actually, I had my wife buy me my first set about seven years ago. Um, approximately 10 years ago, uh, where I was working at the time, uh, I would share stories with my manager. You know, we I work in an office and we were sharing stories about baseball. He grew up in the going the games in the fifties and the sixties, you know, going to Connie Mack stadium. He remembers see, saying he saw Warren Spahn's 301st win, you know? And, uh, and I always would say, you know, growing up, I, you know, I'm 40 years old, so I missed all that. But uh, I remember growing up and reading, you know, watching documentaries about these old stars. And I always wanted to, you know, wish I could go back in time and and he's and my manager said hey have you ever heard of APA and and I said no so he told me about the game he loaned me his uh his boards and uh the and I'm a Phillies fan you know and uh the 1980s team and the 2018 so I rolled a couple games with that and and um I, and it's just kind of like it was one of those things I gave the boards, gave everything back to him. But it was one of those things that kind of stayed in the back of my mind for a couple of years until one year my wife was asking me what I wanted for my birthday. And I said, well, let's do this. And I emailed her, you know, everything because um, so I didn't, you know, because I want to make sure she got me the right thing and not one of the other brands. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's kind of like how it got. That's how I got started in the game. Interesting. Now you mentioned your age, so you, you are one of the younger folks here in the group, you might have noticed. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And you, you kind of uh, got into it during your working career, which is also uh, kind of rare as well. Some, a lot of folks have had to kind of give it up until retirement. So, and you're a teacher, correct? Yes. Yes. I am a teacher. Yeah. Awesome. So do you, I'm just curious, speaking of the whole youth angle, you know, the question is about the future of the game. You got into the game uh, relatively later in life, but still youngish, you know, that, that interesting sweet spot. I'm just curious, uh, uh, you teach children of what ages and what are their kind of gaming interests? What should take on the future of board games among younger kids in the video age? Yeah. Well, I teach high school. Uh, so I get um, like, I teach, mostly freshmen and seniors. So I get both ends of that spectrum there. But, um, but and the thing is, you know, everybody, you know, a lot of people think that digital is the way to go, but there are, I have found that kids, you know, like thinking about adolescents, late teens, they like playing board games um, too uh, and card games. Um, I know that, um, like I teach economics. So one of the things I have done is use another board game, Settlers of Catan to help teach supply and demand. And, um, and kids get into that. Um, so it, and, and I think since kids are so digitally and so plugged in, you know, being able to unplug and play something, you know, non-digital is good. Uh, but with that said, I do think that, you know, you know, for, you know, I, 
you know, the digital interface, like I think of AppaGo or anything like that is a good way to kind of get kids introduced to, you know, these, you know, to the, the, the simulations and, and then say, well, you know, here you could do the digital, which is, uh, or the, the, the card and dice, which is more, you know, or you have the, uh, the more built, the more structured computer software games too. Um, so I do think something like AppaGo is a good way to kind of introduce them. But, you know, if you want to get more into it, then you have the other options, the computer options or the, the cards and dice options. What are kind of the, could you characterize the differences? You know, I mean, I'm a Madden, I've played Madden, of course, and, uh, you know, grew up with the uh, little handheld games. Yeah. And, um, you know, what, what is kind of, to you, the difference in the feel, say, from setting up the video, booting the system and all that good stuff, to, you know, just kind of whipping out a couple of card sets and, and playing? Um, it comes down to, like with, I think it comes down to um, speed speed uh you know it's like he's you know we're in our, as a society we want everything instantly and everything and and no and sometimes we don't have much time i know with me you know you know ha you know having two daughters you know and you know and you know you know both my wife and i both work and you know you know the only you know we don't have much time to play and if i want need to scratch the scratch the itch you know i'll I'll log on app a go quick. Uh, so, but, um, so that's the thing is, you know, so there's a lot of people like to do the more, um, might need something quick, you know, it's just the yeah, app 15, 20 minutes, uh, they'll just do something quick. Um, whereas, you know, if like, if I have like a couple hours and I want to, it's like, I actually want to sit down and think through a little more and, actually kind of get more of the experience authentic experience of playing and managing um then yeah then cards and dice is definitely the way to go for that and so so what are some of your you know it's always uh what what are some of your favorite teams you feel say phillies fan but what are some of your favorite eras you mentioned spawn and and yeah. of um i'm uh, first off, you know, growing up um, in the, you know, really started following baseball in the 80s. So kind of like that late 80s, you know, kind of taking me back to my childhood. And, you know, everybody who plays Zappa, they, they first think about their childhood. Um, so so initially, like the late 80s. Uh, other than that, like some, like, um, I think about the 50s and 60s, you know, thinking about Mantle, Clemente, Mays, Aaron, that that, that golden age um it's just like that is it's just it fascinates me and then going back farther um one of the projects that i nibble at a little bit is replaying the yankees and the red sox 1941 seasons this you know you know with dimaggio and williams and seeing what you know what will they do in this replay you know how many hit streak how much of a history can dimaggio get uh and Williams at 400, but, um, and then going back and like saying back to 27, um, I had one tournament I did back in a couple of years ago, um, the Mason Dixon tournament where a guy had to leave early. So I took over managing his 1927 Yankees team. And I'm just like, 
Look, and he, I heard, you know, of course you hear stories about the 27 Yankees, but actually look at those cards and look at those statistics and seeing how that playing team plays out. It, it, it's unbelievable. <laughs> and the guy, I followed his lineup. He had Ruth leading off and Gehrig second, you know, appable, you know, <laughs> getting guys on. And it's just, yeah, it was you know, just seeing those teams, those fable teams and seeing how they go. It's just, it's amazing. It gives you more appreciation for the game. Interesting. Interesting. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, there's a lot of power in those cards when you start to, you know, when it kind of pops out, it's like, oh, that's that's that, that's how that was. Yeah. Uh, what is your kind of goal for, you know, we talk about prepping uh, always, you know, how do you prep for a replay? What's your project? I'm just curious, what is your goal? Is it is your goal you know, really hardcore? I'm going to stick with the usage and try to get their numbers, or is it? Well, I'm just going to let this play out as it plays out. Um, mostly, I'm going to let it play out. Like for example, when I started 1941 replay, and which I'm not too far in, I'm a couple of weeks into it this season, but I was very disappointed to see that Williams really didn't get his first start till Game Seven of the season, and then he didn't really start playing regularly till like game 13 14 i think but anyhow so i was like looking at this card i'm seeing the 1941 I'm like i want to get him in but it's like i i, I wait like with me the go with their starting lineups but then again if i see an opportunity for a double switch i get williams in there <laughs> so i do have some give myself some leeway uh but uh but i do try to at least try to kind of stick with the way the game the way it was set up the, the lineups were set and kind of go from there awesome awesome so now let's get to your tournament uh you are you're not in lancaster proper you're kind of in the area yeah i'm, I'm just outside of lancaster I, I i'm in lancaster county and in mount joy that's where that's where i live and uh so the tournament this year is just more it's kind of in between mount joy and lancaster city as as you were growing up, I know you you, you learned about uh, Appa uh, from uh, a colleague, but uh, did you hear being in that area or you know see you know if you go out to a garage sale or something or in the used whatever thrift store, do you see Appa stuff around? Do you get a sense of Appa? Not really. Um, uh, I, I every once in a while I hear something come up. Um, in the, I didn't really hear anything like in the media or anything local media, but, um, but so, but when my manager introduced me to it, it's like, you know what, I think I remember hearing something about it. Um, but it was, it's kind of like just something passing, but, um, yeah. But so, so it. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like a huge, at least somebody who grew up in Lancaster County. I it never really, maybe because my generation, I never really you know, was too aware of it. Okay. No, that makes sense. Uh, so how, how long has your tournament been uh, ongoing? Well, let's talk about some of your rules, uh, some of the tips that you might have and, and how you got it going. Why, you know, what was your impetus? Okay. So the reason I wanted to get it started. So it was about a year after I started playing, I started playing. I really want to do a tournament. So I'm hearing a lot of stuff on social media about the tournaments and stuff. And, and I sent a, a message out um, asking, hey, um, does, is there any tournament around Lancaster? Because I thought if there's going to be a tournament, you would think it would be around Lancaster 
city, you know, or the home of it. And, uh, and they said, no, but if you put something together, I'd be interested in it. So me, you know, being a teacher planner type guy, I'm like, well, let's try it. So I kind of picked the brains for some other tournament directors and, uh, put something together. Um, and, it, and, uh, so I started it, um, this, I started, so I started it, this is the, this is going to be the fourth tournament this year. Of course, it was postponed from last year. Uh, so it was about five years ago is when we had our first one. Um, and I tried to come up with some different themes for each year. Uh, first one was kind of, since I wasn't no, didn't know what it really, what I was doing too much, I kind of kept it simple, but other years I've done some themes like lovable losers, teams below a 500 winning percentage, um, world series losers. Um, and this year's it is wait till next year. So teams that missed the playoffs. Um, so, um, so yeah, so, um, as far as rules, um, some, um, a tr um, we, we have divisional play like this year, it's a smaller group. We have, I think right now we have about 20 guys, uh, coming. Um, we have uh, divisional play. We have, uh, and then we'll try to play, try to play about 10 games. And then the winners from each division will then go into, uh, we'll go into a playoffs and then it'll be a best of three series for the semis and then for the championship series. Um, uh, the way it works at uh, 20, we, the managers can bring 20 cards for their team. Um, a three man starting rotation. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Um, I think off the top of my head. Um, let's see. We do have, uh, you know, the optional pitching downgrade and upgrade depending, you know, depending on earned runs. Um, I do have a thing set in there for, um, if relief pitchers, if they're graded relief pitcher, like if they're an A, they only can go three outs, B, six outs, C and D, nine outs, kind of keep a guy from throwing in a, an A reliever and riding them for a while. Um, but uh, that's kind of kind of the basic stuff that we do this year and have in place for this year, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So you're allowing folks, you set the theme and they just pick the teams. Do you kind of vet the teams? Yeah. Yeah. They'll, uh, they'll tell me what, uh, they'll send me, uh, what team they're going to go with. And then, yeah, and I just double check to make sure it meets the criteria. Um, and a nice, and I ask them that if they don't have the stats in the cards, you know, bring, uh, bring a, bring a printout from like baseball reference or something. Um, nice thing about the new, the new format with the baseball cards has stats all on there. So you can easily tell that they belong there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, yeah, that's basically it. They just tell me what they're going to bring and then I just make sure it's good. And, and, the, and the, everybody's a, does a good job of nobody tries to, you know, tries to cheat the system or anything. So. Interesting. There was a question on uh, one of the Facebook pages about uh uh, uh, malfeasance or misfeasance in the, um, <laughs> in the league play and maybe a tournament play. So it's, that's good that people are on the up and up there. What's your attendance been like from, you know, day, you know, year one to now? 
Uh, year one, we had about 28, which I was very surprised by. Uh, year two, we got up to 48, which I was really stunned by. Uh, then the year three, we actually moved it to a church in Millersville. And um, we got up to 54, I think. I, and, I, and one thing was awesome, but on the other hand, I was very overwhelmed by that. Uh, so, cause you know, I also like to play in it and then playing it and running this, the standing, it, it was a lot. So I was very, I'm, on one hand, the, the silver, little silver lining from COVID last year has had an extra year to kind of just kind of reset and refocus this. And like I said, this year we're, we got about 20, which it's good because I had to set the limit this year to 24 because we have a smaller venue this year. And, uh, and plus with COVID and stuff, you know, some people are still cautious and, and, uh, and stuff. So. But that's healthy. Yeah. That brings up an interesting point that, uh, you know, with time management, did you ever deputize anyone uh, for your, uh, that big, when you went to the church or was it just kind of like you had to you know juggle all the balls yourself? Uh most I did most of it. Uh, I had a, there's a couple guys that would help out, um, either help him with like printing out, um, printing out materials ahead of time, uh, or when we get there, um, they'll 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 say, "Hey, do you need me to do anything?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. Can you do that?" So, and that's the thing is with the crew is they this community is they do they really want to help out. So while they do want to come and play they do want to help make it, you know, make, make it easier because they, they do appreciate the, the, the coordinators for these tournaments. They appreciate all the work they put into it. So, you know, they do want to help give back in any way that they can to make it the day easier for everybody and more enjoyable. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was asking uh, rather slyly, uh, how long does it take to rule a game? And, you know, being, you know, we're the football club, but, uh, you know, about time in the games and, and speaking about people appreciating, you know, I think just as you say, you know, you try to sneak in a little gaming here and there, but really when you get into that tournament environment, it really, you're kind of letting loose and you can really just roll and roll, you know, you don't get that kind of, um, you don't feel maybe rushed, I suppose. Um, how is it your tournament one day or two day? It's one day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there and there, there are some uh, things that can sometimes that some situations came up where you would have some uh, guys who like take their time and roll, like talk and roll, and and um, and something I'm doing a little different this year is I'm trying to, and this is some I got some from, from some from got some feedback back uh, from other years is that um, players is when you do individual round, you play two game series. So back to back against the same opponent um, before moving on to the next opponent. Um, I'm setting a time limit for like one hour, which, you know, one hour is plenty of time to roll a basic baseball game, you know, two, or two baseball games. Um, but to just kind of, just to kind of say, okay, we have to hit this goal because there is guys who will want to want to take their time now i admit you know i'm i'm on the slower end because i haven't been playing the game for 30 years i don't have the boards memorized and i do like to keep some sort of score not as meticulous as some guys but you know i like to keep track of you know 
everything. So I can, if I want to go back and take the stats down, I can. Um, but so, so there's, so this year we're going to put that in place that kind of like those time limits in place to kind of help expedite it. But then on the other hand, you know, sometimes <laughs> there are some guys in that, sometimes you just got to remind them, okay, let's slow down just a little bit because they're like, boom, boom. Okay. That's, you know, they're, they're just going one roll to the next because they know everything. They memorized everything. So. But. What is the age range uh, roughly of your players? I mean, do you have some of those real veterans there and some yeah. uh, more on kind of your side, a little, uh, you know, newer yeah. to the game? Yeah, we got everything we have. Um, we got some guys in their seventies and uh, everything down to people my age. Uh, and we got some kids, we have had some kids participate. Like I, I see on your, uh, your, your podcast, you have a uh, Giles Tibble on sometimes, don't you? Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. But his, his daughter is, uh, has uh, played. Uh, um, nice. uh, and um and uh, the Wicks family, that's uh, it's a multi-generational thing there. And uh, the Silvis family in, out from Pittsburgh area. So you do have a um, multi-generational thing. And we've had uh, one year, uh, one or two years, we've had ski car stop by. And so, you know, so you got, <laughs> it's awesome. You get everything. So. That's tremendous. That's awesome. Yeah, Skeeter's an awesome guy. That's, uh, do you, speaking of travel, do you travel to other folks' tournaments in the area? I imagine maybe Ohio's yeah. more. I, 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 I've gotten to a couple. Um, uh, I know there's like the Mason-Dixon tournament. That's the one that's probably the closest for me. Um, I was down there two years ago, and now the one last year got rescheduled. But it's this year, it's going to be in Gettysburg, which is like an hour from me where I live. So it's pretty nice for me. Um, I would like to get out to slippery rock at some point. That's another one that I would really like to get out to, but you know, being my age and having a family, it's kind of, it can be difficult to do all that, but that's when the motivation to stay healthy so I can retire at a good age so I can get out and enjoy this stuff more. That's right. That's right. Abba is the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, do you, have you been to the Alpharetta tournament? I have not. That is, uh, it's another one of those things that I would like to get to. And it's, yeah, one of these, maybe as a teacher has some freedom during the summer, maybe I can persuade the family to go down with me. And speaking of time frame, now your tournament will be what day? Uh, July 17th. Coming right up. And you have yep. four slots left. Yes. Yes. Time. Yeah. So uh, depending on when you post this, if there, there are people who are, interested you know you know you can put my email address in the in the, the podcast note show notes and they can reach out to me definitely excellent excellent awesome um back to your appa personal life what is your uh, collection like uh bigger than my wife would like <laughs> um but i got I'm trying, I can't think off the top of my head how many sets I got. I think I got about 12 season sets. Um, I got about the first set my wife got me. That was the bats two set. So, uh, so I kept that. Um, 
and uh, have about approximately 75 individual Phillies team sets. So about halfway to all of them. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I got everything for season sets. I, I got the 1883 set because got to play those Quakers and they are really bad. And then, uh, and then everything up to, it's a lot of the, the big sets like 27, 41, uh, 57, um, 80 because that's my birth year and the Phillies won the series that year. Uh, 72 because, well, Steve Carlton carried the team that year. Um, um, but yeah, some, it's I, I, kind of like all over the place. You know, I kind of try to try to get some from each decade to kind of get a flavor for it. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, just lastly here, uh, overall, what would you say about uh, the impact of APA on your life as a hobby? Um, yeah, it's, it's a great way to just forget about life for a little bit, even if it's just for like an hour, just to kind of escape the stress um, and the craziness. And, and even on, on social media, uh, the, the social media sites are really good for, you know, we're all on the same page. It's like, we come here to forget about, you know, all the craziness in the world. And, um, and that was one thing, there was a couple of years ago, or actually yeah, last year during COVID, there was a period of time. It's like, I just want to get rid of Facebook, but then it's like, but then I'll be missing out on Apple, Apple groups. So I kept it for that. But as far as playing the game, yeah, it's just forgetting about, the now, the stresses of now, and kind of going off into some fantasy world and kind of tapping into a passion of mine, which is baseball. And as a social studies teacher, history is another passion. So this combines both. So yeah, that's that's the role of role APA plays in my life. Awesome. Awesome. Dale, thank you so much for your uh, insights here. Uh, thank you for creating a great tournament and uh, sustaining it. And um, folks, he's got four slots left. We'll post this quickly, July 17th. The uh, home of APA, Lancaster. Dale, thank you so much, sir. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.